this is the Son of God. What He says is what I must believe. Where He leads is where I must follow. If He says I will be hated of all nations for His namesake, then I will be hated. I dare not set out to be loved by all men. If He says my life may have to endure some deprivation and suffering, if He says the purpose of the Christian church is that I be given in equal measure, I'm to offer my life as a living sacrifice to God, which is my reasonable service. If I am to be poured out that others who are destined for hell might find Him as Lord and Savior, then so be it. This is the Christ that I want. I want the Christ of the Bible. I don't want a homemade Christ. I don't want a lawless Christ. I don't want a Christ who's a thief. I don't want a Christ who's a murderer. I want the Christ of the scriptures, the Christ of the Holy Bible, the Christ who says, I've got an appointed place for you in my body and in my kingdom, and I will guide you into that place. And in that place, you will live a life that brings honor and glory to my name. I want the Christ. If he sends me to Africa in the mission field, I want the Christ that is walking there and has my name on a pathway to walk with him. Let everyone else lust for power. Let them lust for social wealth. Let them lust for status. Let them vie for the corridors of influence. I want Jesus Christ. What do you think about that, Mr. Powell? Well, I don't know. If that doesn't stir any your heart, then you're pretty lukewarm. Yeah, I know. I just I just love that. It's just I can even listen to that all day. Oh, all day. Hey everybody, this okay, I'm excited about today. I am excited about what we're gonna talk about. Because we're gonna talk about Luke twenty one and we're gonna talk about the end time, the end of the age, the end of history. We're gonna talk about uh, biblically, when Christ returns, all right, and here's and here's why we're doing this. There's a bunch of bunch of confusion yeah. out there. There has been for many many years. Mm-hmm. Biblical prophecy can get very uh, complicated because men complicate it. They they love to add to it. Men love to add to biblical prophecy, and they they love to insert things that aren't necessarily there in the Bible. They love oh, it. Definitely. They love to create timelines. They love to they have the clock starting and then God stops the clock and he waits for Israel and he does this and then he starts the clock again and then the Antichrist comes and he sits in a temple and blah. It's over and over again. And so most Christians, unless they do their own due diligence and research the scriptures themselves, only listen to other people and it's a mass of confusion. Oh, definitely. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go to Luke. And the reason why we're using Luke is because Luke was Luke and the book of Acts are one unit. They're one uh, work Mm -hmm. that was written by Luke. Luke. And Luke wrote this for Theophilus, who was a Gentile. And most scholars believe Theophilus was part of the legal team that was representing Paul in the Roman court or something to that effect. <coughs> Excuse me. But the reason why Luke wrote this work for Theophilus is that he would have an understanding of everything that happened with Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So he would understand what he's believing in, mm-hmm. what the Messiah is about. So it is written to a Gentile 
it's written to a Gentile. And so it, it doesn't have a lot of the Jewish idioms that Matthew has. Mm-hmm. Um, or e- even sometimes Mark. And so the, the parallel scriptures are Matthew 24 and Mark 13. And then if you read them all together and then you throw in some revelation, you throw in some, some Paul and, uh, you know, second Thess, and you throw in some Daniel, you got a big mess. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of the mess for you. And we're just going to concentrate on Luke because mm-hmm. it was written for a Gentile. And unless you're from the ancient tribe of Nephali. You're a Gentile. You're a Gentile just like I am. You're not Israel. You're not of Jewish, ancient Jewish descent. Even if you if you claim to be Jewish, you're not from the ancient um, tribes, right? Mm-hmm. You're a Gentile, and your understanding of Scripture is through Limited. through that. So this. He makes he makes much more sense for us, and Jesus himself talks about what was going to happen before he returned, before his um, the final consummation of the age. Mm-hmm. And this is what we need to concentrate on. So you'll you will notice that when Jesus talks about his return in this these particular scriptures, I mean, there's no, there's no mention of the mark of the beast. There's no mention of you know, an antichrist, there's no mention of, you know, Israel, the timeline and this and that. And, um, Hey, you know, if you want to throw that stuff in there and include it in there, you know, so be it, but I'm just going to give you what Jesus gave and it's clean and it's pretty simple. And for us, for, for Linda and I, we more, I mean, absolutely, absolutely see Right now, today, this very hour, the fulfillment of these very, very prophecies. Right now, we're not we're not talking in the future, or hey, stuff happened, and but we see it today. Yes, um, I am fully convinced that we are in the last throes, the last throes of civilization. I'm fully convinced of that, and. Um, you know, how long the generation will last, um, you know, 40 years, 30 years, 20, 10, five, I don't know, <coughs> but, uh, we're, we're, we're on the last throws here. Oh, definitely. And you will see this in the signs that Christ, uh, gave. Now the way it's written, the way Luke wrote it out, and this is where people get confused. Jesus is answering two questions for, from his disciples. And uh, what sparked the questions is they're walking out of the temple and they're going, hey, man, isn't this cool? Look how these neat, you know, these neat ornaments and it's a beautiful building. And, um, you know, Herod had built this, uh, this beautiful temple and uh, they were all admiring it and how cool it was. And, and then Jesus says something prophetic. He gives a prophecy and he says, there's not going to be one stone left on this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a day coming that it's all going to be leveled and not just the temple, all of Jerusalem, all of Judea. And guess what? The nation, the ancient nation of Israel ceased to exist. People don't want to hear that. They think Israel, the nation state of Palestine is Israel. It's not folks. You are, you're Israel. 
Gentiles and Israel, they've been, you've been grafted in. You're, if you're in Jesus Christ, you're one. There's no more barrier. Exactly. It's, it's really that simple. So he, he's saying, hey, there's a, there's a time coming that this, the whole temple's going to be destroyed and also the, the Jewish nation. Basically, God gives them a writ of divorce because they did not recognize his visitation. When, when Messiah actually came on earth, they killed him. They didn't recognize him as God. And they could have had peace. Jerusalem could have had peace. Jesus says that. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. So they were destroyed. And so once that temple and once Jerusalem was destroyed, Jesus says that it was given over to the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. So that's why Jerusalem is trampled by Gentiles right now. First, the uh, pagan Romans. And uh, since then, the um, the Mohammedans, (laughs) Islam, (laughs) right? That's right. And and those things have been trampled by Gentiles until that time is fulfilled. So he's, he's, he answers this, this question when they're going, how beautiful are these stones and stuff? He then tells them, hey, there's going to be a day where they don't exist. It's all leveled out. So to their dismay, I mean, they're shocked. I mean, uh, uh, some of these stones were as big as uh, freight, you know, freight trains. These things were huge. Um, and if, if you haven't had the chance to at least read an abbreviated version of Josephus, the, the, the Jewish Wars, there's also Eusebius and other uh, Jewish historians that document AD 70 and the destruction of Jerusalem and the uh, nation of Israel. It behooves you to do so because you, you will see prophecy fulfilled That's right. in AD 70. Mm-hmm. The destruction of the temple actually did happen about 40 years later after Jesus had said so. Excuse me, I had to take a sip of my coffee. Um, so he's saying, Hey, no stone's going to be left here. So they ask two questions. They go, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And what's the sign of these things? Or like in Matthew, what's the sign of your return? <clears throat> they ask two questions. So Jesus starts talking about the end of like when he's going to return, what's going to happen. And here in Luke, he, he gets down to uh, about the 12th verse, uh, because all this starts in verse five. He gets down to about the 12th verse and he goes, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. L- literally, it, it almost reads that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting ahead of myself. First, before all these things that I just told you about, first, before those happen, this has to happen. And then from from verse um, 12 to verse 24, he then lays out what has to happen to the Jewish nation in AD 70. He lays it out perfectly what's going to happen. And it actually happened. It's historical. It's happened. It's come and gone. Okay. I'm not saying that we're not going to see things that look similar to that because um, in... Uh, I believe it was 170 BC when you had uh, Antichius uh, Epiphanes, Antichius IV, um, doing his thing and and persecuting the Jews in the intertestamental period. 
what Jesus pointed out to Daniel's prophecy said, you know, basically what that happened then is going to happen again. It's going to look very similar. So I'm not saying that you wouldn't see something that looks similar, but that's not what Jesus is talking about here. So we're just going to keep it clean. We're going to keep it real clean. So he gives them the whole outline about the destruction of the temple. That's why I, I really highly recommend you, 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 you read some Josephus mm-hmm. and, um, you can get it online free. You really, you can, you know, just, you can read it. Um, but if you can find uh, the abbreviated uh, version, I have a book called, I think it's the thrones of blood or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's an abbreviated Josephus. And it's a really a nice, easy read. But when you read it, you go, holy cow. You, you see Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21 yeah. fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So from verses 12 through 24, after Jesus, what? hold on, man, before all this stuff, before all this stuff goes down, this, this has to happen first. It's going to happen to you guys. Also, the fulfillment of it, once you understand that, when you read the book of Acts, when you read the book of Acts, you see it. Mm-hmm, exactly. You see them taken up before kings and governors and having to be a witness unto Christ. You see them persecuted. You see brother against brother and mother against you know son. You see all of that. It's absolutely incredible. And so then when he gets done talking about the, the fall of Jerusalem, I mean, he ends it with, you know, it'll be trampled by Gentiles until the, the time of the Gentiles was fulfilled. When he gets done saying that, then it's just like, oh, now let me get back on track about the end time. And from verse 25 through 36, he goes back and then he continues about the very end before he appears in the cloud and what to expect. And those things and those signs that he says to look out for, and, and, I mean, because he's, he's telling you, he's admonishing to look for it. I mean, are, we're supposed to look for it, folks. Mm-hmm. That's, what I'm t- that's why I'm doing this show today. I, I, I'm looking for it, Ms. Kapow's looking for it, and we want you to look for it. Because he says, if you don't look for it, and you're running around doing other stuff, you're gonna miss it. And it's not like, oh, I missed it. Oh, hold on, Jesus, I'm getting on the bus. If you miss it, it comes like a snare unto the entire world, and you're gonna miss his coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna miss his coming. Now, some are reading rapture in here. You, you could do whatever you want in there. If most of you probably know, I believe in a live resurrection. That's all a rapture is to me, is a live resurrection. If I happen to be alive when Christ returns, I'm going to exit this body and go into a glorified body and be with him. If I'm dead in Christ first, I'm going to rise first anyway. So it, it's it's that simple. It's not a big, weird doctrinal thing, you know, but either or this is stuff that you're going to see and you should be seeing it right now because you're seeing it right now, but you're going to be okay as long as you stay in Christ because the only thing that's important the only thing that's important is that you're able to stand before him on that day. That's right. So it's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. You're not standing before him because you're a great warrior and you grew your own food and you prepared and you're prepping, right? Mm-hmm. You stood before him because you were uh, in, in abiding in him mm-hmm. and you were, you were watching and praying. And so... Uh, Jesus, he goes back and he talks about all the stuff right before his return. And it's amazing because 
you can see like, hey, some of the stuff's been occurring for, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've always had earthquakes, blah, blah. but you're going to see it's different today. Mm-hmm. A lot different. That's what I'm saying. We're close. How close? You know, are we five to midnight or are we quarter to midnight? Are we one to midnight? That's just a matter of conjecture and speculation. But I know I can see midnight from where I'm at. How about that? Yeah. I can see I can see the 12th hour on the clock from where I'm at. And I'm convinced that I live in the last generation. <clears throat> I live in that fig tree generation that's seeing this signs. And Jesus says that th- my generation that starts seeing these signs won't pass away until they're fulfilled. Ooh. So w- where it started, I don't know. Did it start in 2008? Did it start in 2010? I, who, I don't know. But I'm living in that last generation. All right? Mm-hmm. So good night. God bless. Well, no, <laughs> just teasing, man. And today's date is the 27th of August, 2018. Wow. I just got excited. I just got excited. I'm so excited about this topic. Ms. That's Bob, I just wonderful. started walking. That's wonderful. Okay. So I, I laid it all out. And so Ms. Kapower and I are going to just break all this stuff down. It's, it's like I said, it's probably one of the more simple things. And it's just directly from our Messiah's uh, lips. They're his words. They're not complicated. You don't have to add a lot to it. This is this is biblical prophecy right here. Okay. This is what's going to happen. This is what's happening. So you know and you look up for. Mm-hmm. So Ms. Kapow, if you'll do me a favor, and we're going to break this up in three parts. This is Luke 21. We're going to start in verse 5. Because that's about the temple. All right. And we're going to end in, in verse 36, the end of the chapter. But we're going to break it up in three three things. And this is for the listener, if you're taking notes or something. We're going to talk about verse 5 through 11, because that is when Jesus starts talking about his return. His return. He's talking about the end days from 5 to 11. And then we're going to skip verses 12 through 24 for right now and go directly into 25 and 36, 25 and 36, because that's when he concludes and finishes talking about his return, the last days. So then it'll make sense and you don't get confused with all the AD 70 stuff in between. Then when we get done, we'll go back and read 12 through 24 and talk about AD 70, when Jesus says, whoa, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. But before all this stuff, this must happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it did happen and it has happened. It's history. So we want, we don't want to get history mixed up with the future. Mm -hmm. All right. And too many people do that. So that's why they're starting to, you know, they believe in the seven year tribulation. They're doing this and antichrist. And, you know, here's where that stuff gets dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm that certain people believe certain things have to be fulfilled first before Christ can return. There are some people out there that believe a third temple has to be built Mm -hmm. because Antichrist has to sit in that temple as God, you know, they take second Thess and screw it all up. They mix it with Daniel. They mix it with revelations beast. And, um, as, as you know, if you've been following us reading John, that's the only time Antichrist is mentioned. And when he mentions Antichrist, Antichrist already in the world in his day. Right. It already came out from among them. So all this stuff gets very twisted. We did a very good 
very, very good study, probably about a year, year and a half ago. And I, I talked uh, talked about Daniel's seven, seventh week, right? Mm, that's, that's the one, lovely. the great tribulate. That's mm. the one where in the middle of the, the week, the, the Antichrist breaks the covenant with Israel and not... And we showed, we proved scripturally that that's not the Antichrist. Mm-mm. That's Christ, that's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who broke the covenant. Amen. He's the one who broke the old covenant. And he says, I give you a new covenant in my blood, idiots. But we're attributing Christ's work to the Antichrist. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and, and I, I got in disagreement with people. And I, I begged them to prove me wrong scripturally and they couldn't do it. And what they did is then they just went away. They literally left uh, our ministry Mm -hmm. because they couldn't hang with it because they said, if you're right, then everything I believe will fall. And so they let their tradition get in the way of truth. And to this day, those people are not doing well. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the name of that show. I think it, I forgot what it is. Yeah, I don't remember. It was about a year ago. Um, It might've been. 6,000 years to, I don't know. It's something like that. It was about a year ago. It's a fantastic show. If you really want to know about Daniel's seventh week and it's all biblical. Mm -hmm. Amen. It is a very good show. And it straightens everything out. So you're not running around looking for antichrist and, you know, getting chipped and all that nonsense. Pure Bible prophecy. Here's what's really going to happen. Because you have to be aware of this or it comes upon you as a snare, right? Mm, that's right. Okay, uh, Ms. Capal, before we get started, and people are excited, we're going to take a commercial break, then we're going to go into it. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you from all online digital retailers. God bless you all. Okay, Mr. Powell, we are back. And let's um, let's get deep into this thing. All right. All right. Are you ready for me to read? Yes. If you'll read 5 to 11. All right. And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come, in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines, and pestilences, and a fearful sights, and great signs shall be there, shall there be from heaven. Okay, now read verses 25 and 36. 
35 and 36. I have to scroll down just a moment. Okie doke. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay, so you guys, um, you notice we skipped the middle portion, about eighty seventy, and it flows because he's talking about all the stuff at the end of the time, and then he finished talking about it. So we're going to break it down just like that, and then we will go back and talk about eighty seventy like he did, but in the middle um, is where he stopped and said, "Whoa, I'm ahead of myself." All right, so I'm going to be using the NASB. And Ms. Capal is using the King James, and I'm using the NSB once again for clarity. Um, there's certain words like surfeiting that you may not understand what that means, and you think that you shouldn't be surfing, <laughs> especially in Hawaii. But that's not what it means, right? Okay, and while some were talking about the temple, right? So they were adorned, and look how nice that is. And then verse 6, he says, "For as for these things, which you're talking about, you're looking at, Jesus says, the days will come in which there will not be left one stone upon another, which will not be torn down. Not one stone. Um, here's the thing that I find amazing too. In Israel, you have what they call the wailing wall. Mm-hmm. And they claim that it's part of the uh, west side of the temple. That's all that's left. And and they go there and they put their little prayers on it and all that stuff. Um, people have found out that, that that is not the case. It's actually uh, the remnants of the Fort Antonia. It's the remnants of a Fort mm-hmm. Antonia. It's actually not part of the temple at all. Jesus said not one stone would be left upon another which will not be torn down. Do you think there's, there's a West wall left? Mm-mm. Why would there be, why would there be a West wall with stones on it? Jesus said, they'll all be torn down. <laughs> so who are you going to believe? Your Messiah? Jesus. Or, yeah. Or someone who says that's part of the, the, the wall. It's a tourist thing, you know, um, no stone was left. You know, um, 
when you read the history of this, it was devastated. The Romans literally leveled Judea. Mm-hmm. That was that's what they did when they came in there. They they when they destroyed stuff, they leveled it. They made it flat ground, flat ground. That's the other thing, you know. When you go there to do the uh, the Christian sites and all that stuff, mm-hmm. really, they're, they're gone. They've been gone, you know, since the the, the first century. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all a tourist thing. It's just you guys, you guys are smarter than that. So nothing will be left, no stone upon another which will be torn down. So then the disciples, they questioned him. They say, teacher, when, when, therefore, will these things happen? That's question one. Mm -hmm. And question two, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? Two questions, right? Right. They're both related to the temple. But one's about the one's about the end, and one's about the temple. See, they don't know. No one, no one knows the difference at this point. We have hindsight. We have AD seventy to look back on. But at this point, no one knows the difference. To them, the destruction of the temple is like the destruction of the world. Right. right? That was their world. Yeah, exactly. It was their world, their whole nation. So, teacher, when therefore will these things happen? And uh, in Ms. Kapow, do you do you have verse seven up? Um, yes. Okay. What is the Greek? What is the word for sign? What will be the sign? It's, um, here it is, 4592. It's simeon. And it means um, an indication, especially ceremonial or supernaturally, a miracle sign, a token, or a wonder, a mark. So it's like a supernatural thing then. So what they're asking is when will these things happen and what will be the supernatural marking of these things? So they're expecting not just to happen, you know, wake up one day and go, hey, it's gone, that there's going to be supernatural omens or portents. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I like using the, the word portents because it kind of puts it in perspective of what you're looking for. You're looking for things that are portents. So once you see that, then when you're looking around and you see, well, a shark washing up in Massachusetts, couple yeah, of days ago with red yeah with a red, red underbelly and, mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have you have an animal that strikes fear in man and he has the color of red which is warning it's alarm it's an alarm yes to me that's important mm-hmm. that means it's a warning it's a sign yep. it's not just a shark a weird thing it's a portent mm-hmm. um when you when you see all the blinky lights in the sky and all the orbs and all these weird they're portents Right. These strange things are portents. Jesus said, you're going to see these things. When will these things, uh, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? You get it? So the disciples want to know when, and what will be the omens or the portents when these things are about to take place? The mm-hmm. portents are going to happen right before they take place. So in verse eight, he says, he starts talking about the end times, but this, I mean, when I say the end times, he's talking, when he says this, he's talking from the time of, of basically acts, you know, when they're persecuted on Ford, because John had already mentioned all these pseudo antichrists coming out of the church. That's right. All these people saying they're, they're Messiah. First thing he says is see to it that you are not misled. Mm-hmm. 
for many. He did, how many? Three, four, half a dozen? Mm-hmm. How many is many? Many is a lot. Many will come in my name. Whose name? The name of Messiah. They're going to come under his authority. I'm a Christian. I have the authority of Christ. And, and these people, they are Carl Lentz of Hillsong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Houston of Hillsong. Mm-hmm. They're saying they're Christians and they're going to come in Christ's name and they say, I am he, or he is added. It's just, I am. That's right. I'm God. I am. And that, and you know what else they're going to say? The time is near. Mm-hmm. The time is near. And they're going to get people all, all crazy. Will you look up, um, that scripture in Thessalonians, I think it's second Thessalonians, second, Th- second Thessalonians, two, one and two, okay. because this is what Paul is dealing with when he says, um, that they're going to be saying the time is near. Okay. It says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Let me get to the next scripture here. Sorry, guys, I just I've got too many things up here. Okay, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day as that the day of Christ is at hand. So, Paul, that seems to be exactly relating to what Jesus just said, Mm -hmm. that they will come. In the, in the name of Christ, or I'm a Christian, saying I'm a Christian, saying I am, I'm, yeah, I have authority, I am, and saying, and the time is near. And Jesus says, do not go after them. Well, that that had that's already begun to be fulfilled in Paul's day. Mm-hmm. You know, the 20, 30 years after the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, that had already been fulfilled. That they were, they were people, and Paul says, um, whether by letter or by, you know, an angel or whoever says this stuff, saying, you know, the, the time is at hand. Go do this. Follow us in the desert. And and Christ says, do not go after them. That's right. Don't go after them. So that's the first sign. That's the first thing he opens up with, with the end times. Now, you got to remember the end times, the last times, the last age, the end of the age, the last age that all humanity is going to live was from this point forward. From the, the second, on the, in the second chapter of Acts on the day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up and says, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke in the last days. Mm-hmm. This is, this will happen. Because from that point on, there's not, there's not going to be another age after this. It's the last age. That's right. It's the last times, right? Mm -hmm. And so where we're at in 2018 is super duper close to the 12th hour. Mm -hmm. They were farther off and they knew it. They knew it. That's why Christ says, when they say the time is near, don't go after them because he's going to tell them the time is, is a little far off. You're in the last age, but my second coming isn't, you know, don't think it's like right there. Mm-hmm. It's not immediate. And you know, also the deception is is something that Jesus Christ and his apostles kept harping on all the believers. And the same thing that we, we need to be aware of, because even in um, 
in in the book of Matthew and Mark when about the same time, the thing is that's mentioned is Jesus telling us his disciples to take heed that any man lest any man deceive you. That's the very first thing that he says. Yeah, and, and it's it, recorded. And you're right, and he repeats it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think it's like four times in Matthew that mm-hmm. he says, "Don't be deceived." Wow. Yeah, and then the apostles taught that in in every letter. It just seems that's something that's being um, shared. A big thing, and that's people coming in the name of Christ and leading you into error. Mm-hmm. And of course. Today, it's, it's, ooh, it's exponential, exponential. You know, <clears throat> we've been watching some um, YouTube videos on Carl Lentz and Hillsong and stuff. Uh-huh. And my goodness, man. And of course, there's even people nuttier than they are. Um, you know, Bill Johnson's church mm-hmm. there in Redding, uh, California. Oh, wow. You know, you know, laying on graves, soaking up the, the anointing of dead people dead people. I mean, just crazy stuff. Both are dying and going to hell. It don't, it don't matter whether you're Hillsong or, or, you know, or crazy. Um, the other crazy people, they're, they're both in error and they're both leading people doctrinally to hell. Um, and none of these, these pastors and these leaders, these mega churches couldn't exist if it wasn't for the ignorant sheep that allow them to. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they're all responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say, well, I, you know, these people go there innocently and they don't know. No, mm-hmm. they're responsible for putting them in, in these positions. So, um, no, it's going to be a bad day for those, those folks. That's what Jesus is talking about. These are the ones that you, you shouldn't be deceived by. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jesus continues and he's talking about the, 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 the end times before he returns. He says, um, he says, when you hear of wars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greek word, you know, means battle quarrels or wars, not just wars, but, you know, contentions. That's right. Um, the NASB says in disturbances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the King James says uh, something else, commotion or something. But disturbances, it's confusion or disorder, tumults. I'm going to stop right there. Today, now I know we've had this throughout history. For the last 2,000 years, we've had wars and disturbances. I do understand that. But as you look around today, do we have an increased amount of agitation and disturbances and tumults? Oh, definitely. Quarrels. Wars and commotions, yes. Yeah. We, we, everywhere, the Republican party's fighting with the Democratic party and the liberals are fighting with their own liberals. And, and it's not just America. It's global. It's global. You know, most of our listeners are in America, but we have some in the UK and other places. It's everywhere. London. I just read an article where, where London's so out of control with their crime because they allowed all these Muslims in. Mm-hmm. And they're so out of control that people have having to build barriers around their home to defend yep. themselves. You know, well, because they took their guns away from them years ago. <laughs> so there you go. It's globally. Yep. So, yeah, you can say, well, yeah, there's always been wars and disturbances. You can say that. I would say that, too. But but you have to be living in a hole if you think it's not exponentially worse today in 2018 than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he says, Jesus is telling his listeners, do not be terrified when right. you see these things. Right. And that's what I mean. It's been going on for years. It's been going. Don't be terrified. He says, for these things must take place first. 
This is the first thing before his return. There has to be wars. There has to be tumults. And society has to break down. And there has to be transgender bathrooms. And there has to be, you know, gay pride parade. And there has to be poop patrol. And humanity has to break down first. And Christ says, because, but the end does not follow immediately. It's a sign. He's answering the disciples' questions. It is a portent. It is a sign. It's an omen that the time is near, but it's not immediate right right now when you see that. Mm -hmm. When you just see that, it's not immediate. So you live through World War I, and you live through World War II, and you live through the Korean War and the Vietnam War, right? That's just America's wars. Mm -hmm. That's just America's wars. And you live through Desert Storm and Operation This and Operation Shield and all this stuff, right? Don't be terrified, he says, because these things must take place first. Have they taken place? Yes. They've taken place. They've been happening. There's been wars and disturbances, and they increase. But when, when, when you said, when you just see that, don't get freaked out because the end's not immediate. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And then he talks about, here's the things to come. Here we're in verse 10. Here's the things to come. He continued by telling them nation will rise against nation. Biscopal, that's um, ethnos. That's right, ethnos. Gentiles, heathen, the people. Okay, see, he's not talking about AD 70 here. AD 70 was specific to the Jewish nation in Judea. Mm Mm-hmm. It it's wasn't the non-Jew people. These are non-Jewish people. These are Gentiles. These are the people, the nations. It's, they're distinct. They're always distinct from Israel. Mm-hmm. So this is how we know. This is one of the reasons how we know that Christ is talking on a bigger global scale. Later on, he, he, he nails down specifically what's going on for Israel. But at this point, he's still talking about the bigger picture. Nation will rise against nation. Do we see that today? Yep. Do we see ethnos, ethnic races rising against races? Yes. And kingdom. Mm -hmm. Kingdom means sovereignty, royal power. Right. Do we see kingdom against kingdom? Oh, Trump is fighting with, you know, Syria and Iran and Iran's fighting with Trump and America's. They don't like the Russians and the Korea. And then we do tariffs on the Chinese and the Chinese are poisoning our dogs. And you know what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have we seen that in the past? Did we have World War II with Nazi Germany? Yes. Yep. But today you have to be blind not to look around you and go, it's everywhere and every nation is upset. Everybody's mad at everybody. There's no good place to go anymore. It used to be, oh, we're going to move to Switzerland. We're going to move to Argentina. There's no good place to go. Mm-mm. And these wars, are there. there's more, is an increase and more of an intensity to everything because it's all related. It's all global. It's all global. Yes. It's not just in America. In verse 11, and there will be great earthquakes, great earthquakes in various places. So let's look at that Greek word for great is megas. If you listen to Freedom Friday last of uh, this last weekend, mm. 
we talked about the increase of earthquakes, incredible increase of earthquakes. And we did the show on Thursday and, and we said probably Friday to be another one. Well, and certainly we, enough, Friday there was a 7.1 yep. mm-hmm. in Peru. And then they keep continuing. The increase is over 50% in the last like 30 days. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just, there's no denying. Have we always had earthquakes? Yes. Have we had them with this intensity and this magnitude? No, absolutely not. The ring of fire is exploding. It's incredible. The world is crumbling. These are signs that Christ gave us. Those who don't see them are going to be lost, whether they call themselves Christian or not. You have to Christ demanded that we recognize these things so that we wouldn't be caught unaware. Mm Mm-hmm. So when he says great earthquake, it means all this. It means abundant. It means big. It means completely. It means fierce. It means great. It means um, huge. It means mighty. It means severe, strong, terribly, or much. So it's both strong and many. And what we noticed looking at these the earthquake watches and there are many many people out there that I, that I call earth watchmen mm-hmm. I'm not one of them Ms. Kapow's not one of them but we listen to them one that I highly recommend is into thin air into thin air on YouTube uh, he gives updates as much as he can this guy knows the models he knows how to use the software it's amazing and he and he and he, he presents it very well you will see this uptake, uptick in volcanoes and earthquake activity, um, hurricanes, um, cyclones. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. What we're entering into. Never mind the the mass animal die-offs and all this stuff. All these things are portents, folks. Yes. They're all signs. And they've increased, and Jesus told us they would. Mm-hmm. And then the, with these great earthquakes, it goes back to like Isaiah 24, 20, the one, uh, the scripture that oh, you yeah. wrote a song about. I love that. About the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. That's not figuratively. That's not um, just you know, beautiful poetic language. That's literal folks. Yep. And you can see it. Yes. It's, it's something great earthquakes. Jesus says in the last days before his return, one of the signs, one of the signs he's answering the disciple will be great earthquakes. And how many places, just America, just a ring of fire, divers places, many places, which means various all over the place. There's going to be earthquakes, and there is. Look at the earthquake maps. Follow some of these people. It's amazing. You'll see the the, the crazy uptick in this stuff. The other thing, plagues. Plagues. Mm-hmm. We just talked about a flesh-eating, um, sexual transmitted disease last mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. These are plagues. Eggs is a plague. plague. Ebola, they're plagues. And famines. Famines. Okay, now we know there's people on this this planet that don't get enough food. They're starving, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, unless you're a third world country, you go, well, there's plenty of food. I go down to uh, the Target Supercenter or Walmart or to, you know, Albertsons and I get, I get groceries. I'm okay. 
but you're not. You're not. And I'll tell you why you're not. Because you're not getting real food anymore. Mm-mm. See, when it says famine, the Greek, hunger, famine, um, I think they're in the King James, if you look at it, it has it. Mine doesn't really have it. But it talks about agriculture, that there's a problem with the agriculture. Hmm. And um, our food is GMO'd from the seed up. Yes. We discovered last week a film on our romaine lettuce. Yeah. I got pictures of it, of Miss Kapow doing experiments on the romaine lettuce. Picking off film. It looks like plastic. Um, I'm guessing, I'm not a chemist, but I'm guessing it's a cellulose-based film that's put on the lettuce to protect it, number one, from Roundup, number two, to keep it fresh in the market. Mm-hmm. I was eating that stuff and it was messing with my gut. And that's how the Holy Spirit led us into, led us, that's a pun, led (laughs) us into looking into the lettuce. Um, Seriously, because I was having stomach problems with Mm -hmm. it. And it was like, look at the lettuce, look at the lettuce. And we discovered it. We had no idea this existed. Then we researched it. And guess what? Years ago, people were discovering this stuff, probably about three to five years ago. Yeah, it's everywhere. So when we go to a restaurant, we pick out the romaine. But you think the iceberg is clean? You think your cabbage is clean? The Chinese and the Japanese, they, they're making synthetic cabbage out of chemicals. Yeah. Google it. Google it. They'll, they'll do it right there in front of the camera. Yeah. If there's a famine. It's nasty. There's a famine in the land. Okay. And there will be terrors, Ms. Kapow. Yes. That means something to be afraid of. Are people afraid? Do they have anxiety today more than ever? Yes. Oh, yeah. You hear about it all the time. You see it. You read about it in magazines. You see it in the news. And and we hear it here, living here. They're afraid. talking about. They're afraid of everything. Everything. They're afraid of the Republicans. They're afraid of the Democrats. They're afraid of the libtards. They're afraid of plastic bags, Ms. Cabal. Yep. In California, they're afraid of plastic straws. They're afraid of everything. The environment. The environment's going to... They're afraid the desert turtle's going to die. They're just... They're terrified. There's terrors everywhere. They have cancer. They don't know how to how to control the cancer. They're afraid of death. Afraid of death. Yes. And guess what? Here's the word great. And great. The same word megas as like mini or great or more or fierce signs Mm. the same word omens great omens in heaven or from heaven from heaven that's right they're in the sky they're from heaven now you go well i don't know i haven't seen uh, any of that stuff folks you gotta look at this i don't remember what we were watching yesterday but um oh his name is dan fry Right? Yes, Dan Fry. And he did a compilation of all this stuff. I mean, you're talking just like with well, like just in the month of August. This we're still in the month of August of all the the orbs and sky phenomena in the sky. And it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
and, and it's we watched global. another one too, but I can't remember what the name was. And he did all of uh, the month of August. Dan did yes, the, right. uh, the the different ones throughout the years. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. He he did show some from 2016 and 2015. Mm-hmm. You're right, Miss Cabell. And the other guy we watched only had this month, and he had dozens of them. Yeah, for just one month. Yeah. And I'm not talking just like a little blinky light. I'm no, talking like strange, stuff. strange, terrible. There, there was one guy on the video that was screaming so loud in terror that that he actually thought it was an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. He was telling the cops to shoot him. He, he, he literally. You can hear the fear. His, his heart voice. was failing him from the fear. Mm-hmm. There are terrors and they're great signs from heaven. And they're happening today more than ever. When we first started doing this show, I used to talk about UFOs and I talk about, oh, you know, the UFO count has, has risen uh, this month. Uh, there, there's more UFO sightings this month. And I used to talk. Now it's, it's unbelievable. Now everybody's talking. Um, many oh, yeah. people are talking about it. You, we have rainbow colored animals, uh, rainbow colored forests now, mm-hmm. trees, mountains that didn't exist before. You know, newly discovered creatures that no one knew existed. There's all kinds These of are all omens. hybrids, things that they made already. We have so many things, strange, terrible sights. Okay. And then I'm going to end verse 11 because verse 12, this is where Jesus didn't real. This is where Jesus realizes, Hey, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and these guys aren't following me. Because in verse 12, I'm not going to read verse 12. This is what he says. He starts off with, but before all these things, mm-hmm. blank, 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 blank. But before all these things, what things? Everything I just got done talking about. Right. So Jesus himself puts the brakes on what he's talking about and says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Before all these things, this is going to happen to you. Okay. But we're going to skip that for right now and go to... Uh, was it 25? 25. And we're going to continue talking about the return of Christ, the end of the age. And in verse 25, it says, remember, he just got done saying there's going to be earthquakes, pestilence, famine, uh, great signs from heaven Mm -hmm. and terrors. And then in verse 25, he says, there will be signs. There's that word again, signs, omens in sun. In sun and moon and stars. Have you looked at the stuff that's going on? They, they're, they're finding, what's that flying out of the sun? Or what's that thing sucking the, the flames out of it? Or what's going into it? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of weird stuff. What's that coronal hole doing right there? And There's all kinds of weird stuff with the sun. Even right. even to the fact that uh, many believe it's not even the real sun anymore. That it's that's like an LED simulated light. Yeah, you have two light sources now in the sky, and it's terrible. And we've seen it. Yeah, we yeah. we have seen where the sun is setting, and then go. Well, what's that light source over there? That looks like another sun. Weird. Mm-hmm. Of course, people in Nibiru and all this stuff, but there are signs in the sun, and they're increasing. The moon is the same thing. You go back to, I don't know, 2010, 28, I don't know, it was the first time I, I discovered, uh, you know, the face on the moon, mm-hmm. you know, that, that mega structure, the face on the moon, there's structures on the moon, there's weird stuff. 
Yeah. And stars. I just got to talk about the orbs and the things. You think they're stars up there and then they're moving or they're blinking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. The constellations are weird. Right now we're in a, an alignment where all the stars, everything's on one side of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that's going to last for. I think till September. We've been in that alignment for a while. And many of the earth watchers predicted that we'd have greater earthquakes and volcanoes and all kinds of problems because of that. Yep. There are signs. If you don't think there's signs, I don't know what would, would convince you that there's, there's something, there's something definitely wrong today. That's right. And not only would there be great signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, but also on earth. We just talked about all the weird animals. All the weird stuff that's going right here on earth. How about these sinkholes that just come out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. How about these just huge cracks that just appear? And And all these floodings, the, the, um, the fires, extreme fires, extreme fires that burn steel, burn Mm -hmm. cars, but then leave the trees unharmed. Many people think it's a, it's a laser weapon from outer space. It probably is, but it's probably not man-made. It's probably Mm -hmm. angelic. Or things that have to happen. And on the earth, there's dismay among nations. Now tell me this isn't happening right now. Tell me we're still waiting for distress and anguish among uh, people. Mm-hmm. Are there dismay among nations? Yes, constantly. Yeah, the King James has perplexity. And so does NESB. It says in perplexity. Dismay among nations in perplexity. Someone that stands in doubt and they, have, they feel like there's no way out. Just trapped. Yeah. It sounds like anxiety. Does to me. They're trip, so they got to go get some marijuana. They got to get some medical marijuana to ease their. They need to escape. They need to escape. Find something to escape. Let's go drink, gamble, do something. Mm-hmm. Dismay among nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. Oh, that hasn't, that's not happening right now, is it? <laughs> that's not happening. Let's ask the people in Hawaii. We yeah. just heard this morning that there's two more forming. Yes. Where this one formed and now hit them, there's two more forming. They're predicting an incredible hurricane season, both in the Pacific and the Atlantic this year. You know, last year broke all records. Mm-hmm. And they're predicting that this year is just going to go off the hook. Are they getting worse? Yes. They're getting more fierce. They're great. Are, are, are people perplexed about the flooding, the roaring of the sea and the waves? Yes. Mm-hmm. The scientists don't know how it's happening or why. And all these things that are happening here in our states. They're happening globally. I mean, look what just happened to Greece when they had those the, um, the fires. And then right after the fires, they had this rain and all this flooding. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's happening globally. Globally. India, Peru, uh, Brazil. Fiji. Everywhere. <laughs> Every, Hawaii right now is underwater. They still got volcanoes. It's There's earthquakes uh, happening all around the Ring of Fire. It's a mess. You cannot tell me, well, this stuff has always happened. It's always, it has, not to this extent. Every time you look at this weather stuff, 
the, the word unprecedented comes out all the time. Definitely. Records are broke constantly. We've never seen it before. We've never had hail like this before. We've never had it snow like this before. We've never had it flood like this before. It's unprecedented. That's what Jesus is talking about. And in verse 26, men fainting from fear. Mm. <clears throat> You know what that means? It means to faint, to uh, leave off breathing, to, you know, they're freaking out, man. They're fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. Mm -hmm. They know it's not getting better. They, they, they're expecting these things to come on on the, the world. Mm-hmm. Regular people are, and also the elites. That's why they're building the underground bunkers. That's right. That's why they want to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. They want to escape because they're afraid. They're terrified. They know what's coming on the world. That's right. You think these environmental wackos that talk about climate change and stuff do that, you know, because they don't believe it? No, they believe it. They actually see what's happening and they're going, they just attribute it to the wrong stuff. That's right. But the, but they actually do see. Uh, no, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the fear and expectation of things which are coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. See, the heavens are shaking as well as the earth. Both. Mm-hmm. Just like um, Peter says, is it Second or First Peter? Uh, I think it's 8, Second 10, Peter. Second Peter eight ten, where so. everything is going to be shaken. The elements themselves will be shaken mm-hmm. and melted. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. I think this is my opinion. That doesn't say stars of heaven will be shaken. It doesn't. It says powers. You know the dunamis. That's the fallen angels. That's the prince and the principalities. That's the, the satanic kingdom of the air that Paul talks about. Mm -hmm. These are the ones that are being shaken because there's a war and they're booted out and they're coming on earth. Look at the demonic people today. Look at, listen to freedom Friday and every, we talk about demonic flesh suits all the time. That's right. The powers of heaven are shaken. And all this stuff. See, we're seeing all this, right, folks? You're seeing it with us, right? Mm-hmm. I hope you're not sitting there going, well, I really don't. I just can't really see. It. I hope not because you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying that, you're, you're going to miss it. <laughs> because there's no denying it's there. I don't make this up. No. Please, if you don't see it, please get off Facebook. Get off your phone. Get off your video games. Get off TV. And look. You have to look. For the signs, that's what Jesus is telling you. Then, in verse 27, it says, Then they will see the Son of Man coming mm-hmm. in a cloud with power and great glory. He's coming in judgment, folks. When is he going to come? Then. When? After the pestilence, the earthquakes, the, the shaking, yes. the floods, the crazy signs, the, 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 the strange phenomena in the sky, the demons being shaken up, the powers of the air, then you're going to see the Son of Man. Woo-hoo. That's what I'm telling you. We're in that. We're, I, can see, I can see 12 midnight. 
Yes. I don't know if I have 10 minutes or a half an hour, but I can see 12 midnight from here. Hmm. And 28 says, but when these things begin to take place, straighten up or look up, King James says. Lift yourself up. Straighten up. Lift yourself up. Get yourself together. Lift. Hoist yourself. Raise yourself Mm -hmm. up and raise your heads. Raise your big, hairy, fat head because your redemption, right? Your payment, your your payment of ransom, your release from this prison planet is drawing really near. Mm-hmm. When, when does it draw near? When you see all these signs, that's when you lift up. Mm-hmm. You don't lift up when you when you see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. No. He's already coming. Mm-hmm. You lift up when you see all these signs. When these things begin to take place, lift up. That's something. That's wonderful. And then he tells. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but he tells the parable of the fig tree. And he says, behold, the fig trees, like all, all fig, it's not just a fig tree, all trees do this, that they put forth leaves. And when the summer is like coming, when spring comes and the summer is about to come, you see those tender buds and those leaves, mm-hmm. you know, summer's near. You don't, you don't know, uh, is it tomorrow? Is it two weeks? I don't know. But summer's is roll around on the corner because the trees are budding. And so he says, he uses this example. So when you see these things, all the stuff he just, I just talked about in verse, verse eight through 11. And uh, 25 through 36. When you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. You, you got to, I'm not making this up, am I? No. This is what he said. When you see this stuff happen, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Recognize it. And he says, truly, I say to you. Why would Messiah say truly if it wasn't true? He says, this generation will not pass away until all things take place. What generation? The generation that sees the fig tree, that sees the, the, everything happening. Mm-hmm. That generation. The generation that sees this stuff taking place. Look at verse 41. So you also, when you see these things happening, recognize the king of God is near. That's you. The generation will not pass away until all these things take place. What things? The coming of the Son of Man. They'll all take place. You're not going. They're not going. In other words, they're not going to just begin, and you're going to see some strange signs and a couple of earthquakes and a volcano, and it's going to die down until next hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to have a couple of tornadoes because it's winter. You're going to have some snow. You're going to have floods because there's floods, and it's going to die down. You know, mm. you're going to have political tumult. Right now, but then when Trump uh, leaves office and uh, Nancy Pelosi becomes president, everything's gonna be fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, no. You know, she'll be dead and embalmed, but nonetheless, she'll make a good president. Um, it's not like that. It's like when you see it, this, the generation ain't gonna go away. All things are gonna take place, mm-hmm. and then he says, "Heaven and earth will pass away." It's gonna pass away, folks. First Peter three ten. It's gonna pass away. Bye. But his words, his logos will, will not pass away. You're going to remember those words won't pass away. And then here's the important part. Be on guard. Mm, yes. 
If you take anything from this message, take this. Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. You know why? And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. That's right. Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. He's telling you to be on guard. Don't be weighted down with the cares. Don't be burdened. That's right. With dissipation. You know what that means? It means like nausea, like you're drunk. You're so like drunk. You're so, you, you eat too much. You drink too much. You, you play video you're games too dizzy much. With the things of the cares of the world. And plus it says that it, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of the wealth and the desire for other things, they choke the word of God yep. and it becomes unfruitful. Yep. With the worries. Mm-hmm. That's anxiety. Concern of life. The worries of life. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just so worried. You know, I, I don't know if the, if the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm. Really? We're not to love the world or the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because if you do, Christ says, our Messiah says, that day will come on you suddenly like a trap. Mm-hmm. So he's telling you not to do this stuff so it doesn't come on you suddenly like a trap, like a snare, like you're like a bird caught in a trap. Does that mean, does that sound like anything remotely close, like you're still going to go to heaven, you're still going to get raptured, you just weren't paying attention, but then, oh, I'm late for the bus, hold on, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to miss it. Because if you're not watching now, it's too late. Yep. That, that's that's why we that's why we're talking about it today. Verse thirty six. But keep on the alert at all times. What does that mm-hmm. mean, Miss Capal? Keep on alert at all times. It says, be wakeful. Mm-hmm. Be sleepless. Stay awake. Keep your eyes open. How, how often? Just a little bit? No, all the time. All the time. Be in prayer at all the time. Yeah. Be in season. Praying. Well, you, what does that mean? It means to entreat, to ask, to beg, to implore, to request. You're to be like a soldier in active service. Yeah. And that soldier does not entangle himself in the affairs of everyday life. But instead, he does what he needs to do to please that's great. I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. You don't get it. A good soldier doesn't get entangled with stuff. There's just like, what is what does my master need me to do, man? I, I ain't got time to worry about, you know, feeding the horses. Keep alert at all times, praying that you may have strength. Pray, beg, everything that you have strength to what? Escape. escape. To flee away to escape all these things. What things? All the horrible things I've just been talking about. Floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, disasters, volcanoes, sharks. Pray that you have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place. Mm -hmm. And you know, the word in King James where it says that these things will come to pass, that's that genomai, which means that it's going to cause to be it is going to be, this is what's going to happen. It's not, 
you know, if and when or whatever, or, you know, it's, it's a definite to be, it's going to be generated to this. I like that. I like that so much better than the NASB that says about to take place Mm -hmm. because that word is so much bigger than place. You're Mm -hmm. right. It means to come into being, Mm -hmm. to happen, to arise. It's going to happen. He's not just playing around, answering the disciples' questions, going, I think so. It's like these things are about to take place. Mm -hmm. This is the assurance it's going to happen. Yeah. And you want to escape all those things. Mm-hmm. Now, how how do you escape those things? Don't ask me. Is it a rapture? Is it a live resurrection? No, I'm, you escape these things in Christ. Yeah. You escape them in Christ. You know why? Because you stand before the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. We got to quit worrying about our physical, you know, do we have enough beans and weenies to survive the apocalypse? You know, it's our spiritual thing that matters. You you have to have the strength. You have to watch and pray that you have to escape the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. At the end of the day, that's all that matters mm-hmm. is that you stand before Christ when he comes back in judgment and you escape his judgment. That's why uh, in Matthew it says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that we have need of, God will provide those things. And even in the word of God, it says, fear not for I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the righteous, the just shall live by faith. Mm. And that's the way we need to live, not to be afraid because when we have fear in our hearts, we start taking things on our own selves and then we try to fix things. Yeah. And then we go in a direction that God may not have intended for us to go to. So it's important that that's why God says, pray, pray at all times, even in Christ when he was here and just before he had um, to go, you know, be crucified, very he was praying, he was praying for strength. And that's what we need to do. We need to stay on our knees. We need to pray, pray for all things, you know, bring those things before God and he will minister to you and he will strengthen you, you know, and if you have a prayer request, you know, send it to us and we will pray. We have a great prayer team and they're faithful and they will pray for, for, for whatever need you have. Amen. And it's important that we, we have that. We you need have, that network. You have a network. Yeah, it's important because, um, yeah, try to find that in your, you know, church building. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. So before we end this, we're going to go back to verse 12 when Jesus said, but before all these things. Okay, so we just got done talking about the end of the age right before Christ comes. That's everything you need to know. Okay, so if you want to add the mark of the beast on there and you want to add RFD chips on it and you want to mar- add the Antichrist sitting in the third temple. If you want to add, uh, you know, God dealt with people and he stopped the clock and then at the end of the age, he's going to deal with Israel separately. If you want to believe all that stuff, have at it, but that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said exactly what we just imparted. That's what's going to happen. All this stuff is going to happen and then he's going to return. And we got to look for his return. So if you're, you're busy looking for the Antichrist to sit in a third temple, you're going to miss it. That's why, that's why it's important. 
proper doctrine is important. Because Biblical these are doctrine. just distractions. They are distractions and they're, they're error. So before all these things that I just got done talking about, Jesus says, now, now he is specifically dealing with AD 70. Okay. So we don't mix this up with what we just got done talking about in the future because it already happened. I'm not saying it won't look like that again. I'm just saying it already happened. Mm -hmm. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. Mm -hmm. He's talking to his Jewish disciples. How many synagogues do you go to? You don't. Mm -mm. It means assembly, but it's translated synagogue. That's right. Uh, how many real Christians do you know that are thrown in prison for that? Well, there's a guy in China and a guy in Iran, but seriously, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you live in, uh, you know, lower Pacoima, California. Mm -hmm. You've been thrown in prison for your faith. No. But if you read the book of Acts, you'll see that they did. And Jesus continues bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. Mm -hmm. That happened to them. That happened to them. Stephen was stoned. He was the first martyr in the book of Acts when they when they brought him before the Sanhedrin. That's right. Saul, who became the apostle Paul, killed many Christians and persecuted them for his name for Christ's name's sake. Thirteen, it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Stephen, the first martyr, gave this beautiful testimony in the second chapter in in, uh, in Acts. Unbelievable. Paul did many times. Uh, Peter and John, when they're thrown in prison, it happened. Read book of Acts. All this happened. It will lead your opportunity to leave for testimony. 14. So make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves. They didn't need to think about, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? You know why? He says, for Jesus says, I will give you utterance. Jesus would give them utterance. Jesus knew he was going to send his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. And that's exactly what happened <coughs> with um, Stephen. Yep. They, they gnashed their teeth. They were mm -hmm. so mad when he laid it all out. They could not refute it or do it. All they can do is kill him. Yeah. In Mark 13, it says, but when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand what to say. Instead, speak whatever you are given at that time. For it will not be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Amen. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this doesn't apply to us today. Mm -hmm. This applies to you today. You, if you, you have to you defend yourself in Christ's name, he's going to give you the words to say. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. You know, so don't get me wrong. I'm just saying this happened in AD 70 prior to, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem. All this stuff already happened. Yeah. Plus, this was a conversation that Christ had with his disciples. Yeah. And he was talking to them specifically about this that was going to happen to them before the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. Verse 16, but you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Mm -hmm. <coughs> um, in, in the book of Acts, you have, um, well, that's the story of the lame man that uh, got healed. Uh, Peter and John, you know, laid hands on him and he was leaping around the temple. And uh, remember they brought, they brought him in before the temple. They go, tell us by what authority, you know, and he got healed. He's like, look at, you know, uh, I, I was lame, you know, but now I can, I'm walking around and what's wrong with you? Well, 
his parents were concerned that they were going to get kicked out of the synagogue yep. because of that and stuff. So, yeah, they were hated. They had, they, they, they turned against them, the whole bit. Verse 18, yet not a hair of your head will perish. Mm-mm. Does that mean physically? Mm-mm. No, it, 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 it means uh, eternally. It's their eternal life because he, Jesus just got done saying and some of you will be put to death mm-hmm. in verse 16 and will be put some of you to death. And then he says, yet not a hair of your head will perish. <clears throat> He's talking about your spiritual. What's more important is your spiritual eternal life. That's right. The one that you stand before the son of man with verse 19, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. Say they're going to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Jesus is telling them ahead of time before the end of the age, before all that stuff, this stuff has to occur first to you guys. And then in verse 20 he says, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, that's not us folks. That's not us looking at that nation state called Israel going, I think the Russia, the Iran is going to, you know, they're going to drone. That's not that. That's not Israel. They're called Israel, they're, but they're, they're not. Israel's gone. God destroyed them. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that her desolation is near. That's the one that Christ in, in Matthew and in Mark referred to Daniel 9. You know, if, if those who have uh, an understanding, let them understand. You know, that's what was spoken of by the prophet Daniel. Because that's what happened in 170 BC mm-hmm. with Antichius Epiphanes. The, the armies came and destroyed the temple. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies that recognize that her desolation is near, Luke actually explains what the abomination of desolation is. The abomination of desolation is the army surrounding Jerusalem, God's holy city. That's right. So what is Jesus telling the Christians when you see that happening? Here's what he tells them to do. And here's what they did. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. And those who are in the midst of the city must leave. And those who are in the country must not enter the city. Let me ask you this. Do you think there were real, any real Christians in Jerusalem at the time that it fell by the Romans? No. Because every real Christian left they left they were gone um eusebius the historian says that christians fled to pella at the north extremity of perea Mm -hmm. being prophetically directed he wrote Uh, perhaps by some prophetic intimation still more explicit than even what christ said but if not they had the words of Christ. That's right. That told them to flee. So Eusebius, the historian, said the Christians left. There were no Christians in Jerusalem when it fell, folks. Mm-hmm. Only apostate Jews. Only apostate Jews. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those who are in the midst of the city must leave. Those who are in the country must not enter the city. You know why, Jesus says? Because these are days of vengeance. Mm, So that all things which are written will be fulfilled. What things were written? Everything written about the destruction of Jerusalem. It's been prophesied by all the prophets. 
This is that that AD 70 was the fulfillment of those prophecies. We can't take those prophecies and apply them today. They don't work. And that's where the confusion comes in. AD 70 is never taught in churches. No, I didn't discover it till long after afterwards. AD 70 is never talked about. It's so important to understand the fulfillment of, of prophecy. But see, then they can't preach on the uh, third temple. Exactly. They can't raise money Mm-mm. for Israel and all that stuff. Because they're days of vengeance. Why would Christ say vengeance? Because he, God destroyed Jerusalem in vengeance, in vindication, in retribution, because they were whores. Mm-hmm. They kept rejecting him. And when he finally came down in the flesh, they missed the visitation. And even Jesus said, oh, Jerusalem, I wish, I wish that you would allow me to gather you like a, like a, a hen gathers his chicks. Mm-hmm. I wish, but no, you're going to be wailing and crying because you're going to be destroyed because you missed that God walked among you. They're the days of vengeance. So all things that are written must be fulfilled and they were fulfilled. It's done. And then he goes on. What are those who are pregnant? Those who are nursing babies for those days, there'll be great distress upon the land and wrath to what this people, not the whole world to this people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people take, they take this scripture and go, well, you know, it's going to be the tribulation. It is great distress. It's done. That's right. It happened. Verse 24, this also happened. This is history. Josephus um, documents all this. And they will fall by the edge of the sword. They were killed. Many, many were killed and will be led captive. They say, they they estimate something like 4 million were killed and 80,000 were led captive. Mm. And they were led captive to all the nations. See, they were spread all among. They lost their land. They lost their land. They lost all the promises. Everything's gone divorce because they rejected God, kept whoring after uh, 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 idols, mm-hmm. foreign things. And then when God came down his flesh, they killed him. They killed him. Yeah. It's the days of vengeance. Well, where's Israel now? You're Israel. Mm-hmm. They're Gentiles. You're grafted in. If you're in Christ, there is no barriers. No Jew, Gentile, barbarian, Mexican, white, Chinese. You're in Christ. That's right. And Jerusalem will be trampled. This is this is the end. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until when? Till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So in AD 70, pagan Rome came in, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, destroyed all of Judea, leveled it, flattened it. No stone was left standing, like Christ said in verse 5, nothing. And the Gentiles have trampled and walked upon Jerusalem underfoot, have trodden it from that time forward. But... There's going to be a time that the times or the age or the season or the epoch of the Gentiles are going to be fulfilled, accomplished, completed, Mm -hmm. and that's it. 
And that's where we're at today. Yep. <coughs> we're in the, we've been in the times of the Gentiles and that's going to end. And that's going to end when Christ returns. And we just explained all the signs to look for upon his return. That's right. Well, I learned something today. Didn't you, Ms. Powell? I certainly did. I certainly did. Um, and it's biblical. I'm going to read First um, Thessalonians 5. It says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, shall, shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. And this is, goes with our teaching in First in uh, First John, the epistles of John. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For that for they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. It's like Paul took what we just read here in Matt, in Luke and re-paraphrased it. Mm-hmm. He says the same stuff, even to the point of being alert and awake and not drunk and everything. I remember years ago reading that and it said, um, you know, when he opens up and he says, uh, brethren, you have no need. Yeah. They teach you because you already know these things. I used to get so frustrated going, no, I have a need because I didn't get that instruction that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish you would reiterate it. Well, now, I know what he's talking about mm-hmm. because I just read it to you. It's what Christ said. You see, because back then I felt I felt that I, I didn't have all the information mm-hmm. about the return of the Lord because it was so confusing because man just threw all kinds of stuff in it. Yeah. And created error and doctrinal error. You know, everything. So when you strip man and tradition away and go back to the words of Christ, it's so clean and simple. Yeah. You know, so I think hopefully that's we've done that for our listeners. I, I, uh, I hope we did. Okay. Miss Capal, we went way over budget. Uh Oh yeah. About 30 minutes over budget. So, uh, ciao baby. Good night.